Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hot! Hot! Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in five... Four, three, two, one. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Happy Redemption Thursday. One and all, we'll get to the picks here momentarily on Twitter. It's at J Cameron Show. Hope you are well. Getting set for send off to the seniors as Florida State obviously doesn't have much of a game this weekend against North Alabama, but a game nonetheless and one where we can doff the caps. I saw some of you early on here in the chat talking about uh, tickets and all that. Game sold out, guys. Game is sold out. You nobody has to buy any tickets or do anything like that. The game is sold out. Florida State sold out yet again. Uh, the appetite for Florida State football is great, as one would uh, expect. As you sit ten and zero, soon to be eleven and zero, getting ready for the Thanksgiving holiday, and then a game against. The University of Florida down in Gainesville. We'll see how they share uh, fare on Saturday against Mizzou. Do they have fight? Do they compete? Do they keep it within the 11.5 point spread? Or do they get stomped and kind of ride out the remaining games looking to see it mercifully end? I can assure you this. Uh, I don't know if you read into that game one way or the other what it means, what portends of Florida State, Florida. Florida State will be a heavy favorite. Florida State should win that game. Uh, But uh, I don't know that you can be able to kind of predict what Florida's effort looks like, regardless if they play hard or not against Mizzou, because one would assume they will against us, and it will be their last uh, chance if they lose to Missouri to get bowl eligible. And if they beat Missouri, they'll be buoyed by that is the way you would view it, I, I suppose. I suppose. Tom's still at the house dealing with the crud. But uh, looking less peaked today, buddy. How you feeling? You doing all right? Hey, looking a little better. We're getting there. We're getting there. We we just have to operate in the best interest of the director because the director controls all things. And I think by tomorrow, I'll be good to go. I wanted to make sure, too, that I could have a clear conscience, if you will, for when we go to the meet and greet tomorrow Corner Pocket. I don't want to be borderline and then giving stuff to Noel fans who have made their way for the North Alabama game. I want to make sure that I can in good conscience say, I quarantined myself. Y'all are going to be fine. So I think that's 
that's the plan, and I think it's going according to plan. So I hope to be back in the studio tomorrow. Yeah, looking forward to it on Libations Friday, and we'll get to all of that. Uh, you don't have the siren in front of you, do you? You don't have the means to hit the siren, or do you? Uh, no, it would create all sorts of garbled nonsense between our two different places. So the director has control of it, uh, the Cat 5 horn, as it's also known. Well, I'll get these games out here early on, uh, Matthew. Have the Cat 5 horn ready if if need be. Uh, the Redemption Thursday picks uh, that I handed in as I walked through the door this afternoon into the studio. Uh, there they are, our friends at Metro Deli sponsoring this. I don't see why not. You get that turkey grinder, buddy. You get that turkey grinder and you sprinkle a little bit of vinegar and all the goodness on there. Ooh, buddy, that's what you do. Metro Deli, why not? All right, picks, wagers. Here they are. Michigan minus 19 against Maryland. I feel like they could do the same thing they did against Penn State, line up and run the damn ball a gazillion times. They've somehow tried to turn themselves into martyrs in all this. If you listen to their press conferences and their players and their assistant coaches and if you listen to Harbaugh himself talking about my players are – Standing tall, innocent. Oh, Jesus, really spare me with this nonsense. He's the worst. Michigan minus 19. Jacksonville State minus 8.5 against Louisiana Tech. Boom, there's the siren. For the love of God! We've been able to win a little bit of money on Jacksonville State this year. I've kind of put my arm around Jack State. I'm oh, a good job, Jacksonville State. Give me Georgia to steamroll Tennessee. I've been betting on Georgia every week in the last five weeks, and I've been winning money because of it, so we'll lay the 10.5. I'll take UNLV plus three over Air Force. I knew that was coming. What a season for UNLV out of nowhere. That coach right there will be getting some looks as UNLV has a viable program, and I will tell you this, Air Force, which started so well, derailed Tom by Army and has really scuffled ever since. They've got some quarterback issues themselves. Give me the three points. I'll lay the eight with Kansas State against Kansas. Kansas having all kinds of injury issues at quarterback. Give me Kansas State. I like them big. Iowa State getting seven and a half against Texas. Did you know seven of the last eight games against Texas between Iowa State and Texas have ended in the under hitting? And uh, it's been a strange game. Texas has struggled with Iowa State, and so I will take Iowa State in the cold at home. To keep it close, plus 7.5. I also like the under in that game. If you can get it at 47.5, 48, take the under. Don't do much under 47 if you're interested. Georgia Tech minus 6.5 against Syracuse. Got to give it up to uh, Dino Babers last week, engineering a crazy offense. They couldn't throw a forward pass. They still found a way to win a game. But I like Georgia Tech's coach, and I like the way that team's played. They're 5-5. Five and five. They showed some fight. They're at home. Want to get bowl eligible? Lay that 6.5 with Georgia Tech to win big. Three NFL games. Cowboys to steamroll the Panthers, everybody does. The Chargers minus three against the Packers. And the 49ers to lay the wood to my Bucks. I don't know how the Bucks can score in that football game, so give me the 49ers to win it, minus 12. The Niners coming off a big win, a stomping of uh, Jacksonville, in which the Jags were humiliated. Uh, uh, yeah, not, not surprising to see the 49ers get it together coming out of that pie. I like that card. That's a good-looking card right there. You feel strong about of- that card, huh? You know, that's a strong card. I'm impressed. Very, right. very nice. I had to dig deep. I had to dig deep there uh, because this is the time of year where you find a lot of unders and a lot of overs, a lot of weather-related bets, a lot of situations where you can maybe find a prop that you like, uh, a lot of teams. You know, this is not unlike what you do with the bowl games, uh, which is that you, you, you find out which teams want to be there, which teams yep. care to be playing. This is the time of year you have to ask that question before you make a bet. Uh, Does this game mean anything to somebody? 
Are they trying to get bowl eligible? Have they? There are two different types of five and five, right? There's the University of Florida's desperate situation, <laughs> and there is a team that it's not accustomed to go into bowl games that has a chance to become bowl eligible. So you're you're always looking at motivation. And then there is the unique case. I think it was under Charlie Strong that USF went six and zero and then finished six straight losses to yeah. go six and six. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and a. That was, I forgot about that, Tom. That was a fun time. That was a, an incredible way to go from bowl eligible, the minimum amount of games, to you're fired. We're done with you. Get out of here. It's uh, weird that, you know, this is every week is kind of a referendum to some degree on a team, good or bad, I suppose. We do that certainly uh, as fans. But I this game this weekend for Florida State, it's not going to represent anything. It's not. It's going to represent a thank you to the seniors and a whole lot of guys that, well, I'd didn't think I'd see him play today. I mean, what a day you could have with uh, your your third stringers and your walk-ons. Because if you think about – so in terms of FCS programs, what Northern Alabama is, they're not even good within that realm. Um, this is not even like the Jacksonville State game from a couple of years ago. This is a, a complete mismatch, and it's different than anything Florida State's done. Typically, uh, in this win streak, you have not seen them playing – opponents at this level they they've they've at least been of the southern miss variety when there's a mismatch uh this is uh kind of gross this is not a game so if you are a third string starter a third string player for florida state or even like a preferred walk-on at florida state that'd be about as good a player as north alabama could hope to get so your 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 players that have zero chance to ever start a game for Florida State except for in a game like this would be a great get at North Alabama. And that's not a knock on North Alabama. That just tells you sort of the the levels of programs, right? I mean, it's a very different level of football. So if I tell you now that if they wanted to, Florida State could start their third string on both sides of the ball and win this game going away. And I and I wouldn't be surprised if they do something close to that, Tom. I, they are still a banged-up bunch. It's still a group that's had to work through things. But they've got very important games coming up. The roadie against Florida at night will at least be physical and played fast, and you're going to have to go out and take it from Florida and make sure that they know they have no chance and uh, put them away, which is going to require effort. And then, of course, Louisville is going to probably meet you in the ACC championship game and it's not a bad Louisville defense. They're well coached. Again, that'll be a physical game. It's for something. There's something meaty on the line. And then, of course, obviously, if you make it through all of that, you're going to be playing the, the playoffs. So you got to get as many guys uh, as much rest as possible before playing those games. Just go ahead and get you backup linemen in there, backup quarterbacks, backup tight ends, backup receivers. Same on the other side of the ball. And it's fun. Because we watch a lot of these guys and how hard they work at practice. You talked about this the other day, Tom. I couldn't agree more. You know, there's a real admiration that you have for these kids that, you know, throw it out there every week, working hard, sacrificing both their private life and their body. Um, You know, they they don't get to reap the rewards of those sacrifices every Saturday by getting into games, a lot of them. This is the game where you can. You get to don the garnet and gold and run out of that tunnel knowing you're going to get in a game in front of your parents. How cool is that? So I always like it for these kids. This is true across the country whenever there's a senior day, whenever there's a mismatch late in the season. You're going to get a lot of kids, the lone opportunity they may ever have to play in a regulation football game on Bobby Bowden Field at Doe Campbell Stadium. It'll happen this Saturday.
Well, I just like how the shoe is on the other foot too, you know, because typically more times than not, when we go play Florida in the 12th game of the season, they're the one that most certainly plays a low level FCS team. And we have a conference game for some unknown reason. A lot of times on the road over the last 10, 12 years, it feels like it just feels like, and they're the one that's a little bit more prepared. There have been plenty of years where we both play nobodies before we play each other. Uh, I remember Idaho 10 years ago when we scored 80 points, even though we didn't try to score 80 points, we did on a Petrino brother uh, that particular afternoon or evening. But to me, yeah, I just, I like how this is on an Island to itself. Let Florida go play Mizzou, let them get beat up even more. And then let's have a day of celebration. You know, it's almost like this little party between games 10 and 12 that you can have in celebration of those veterans. I do think we'll get them out of there early, but if we've got veterans that, you know, we know whether or not they're a retro junior or a senior, this is their last game in Doka. I think Mike's going to put them out there. I think he's going to roll them out there and let them play. Uh, even if it's just for a little bit, I don't think you can straight leave Jordan Travis inactive in a situation like this. You got to let him go out there and play a little yeah. bit. Uh, but then for each of these players, have them come off the field, uh, maybe separately, or maybe all together as a group of seniors that they come off and there's a mass substitution. But I look forward to that so that you get a chance to honor these players before the game. You get to honor them when they come off the field, when they're the starters or the or the primary reserves. And then you get to honor the kids that are playing behind the scenes that have never been able to sniff a rep that are going to get some on Saturday. It's just this is a nice feel good kind of Saturday evening. Meanwhile, if the Wi-Fi is functional at Doak. You can check and see what Florida's doing against Mizzou because they start at 7.30. Hawaii Noel writes, this is definitely the most vested in a senior day I've been for FSU. Typically, we just didn't have that many because they're gone before senior status, but these guys have really put it all in for us. Um, yeah, there, there are good stories that abound on the roster this year. I, I thought this was, we've said for a while now, I thought they were last year too a very likable team. You know, there were a lot of things that you could appreciate about this bunch. Going back to when they lost three straight games last year, you know, they had reached the crossroads. They they, they had to figure out what they were and where this program was going and how their careers were going to look or be remembered. And all they did was uh, win out and haven't lost since. And they just keep on winning. And it's uh, pretty cool to watch a team that – in the moment of their greatest adversity, uh, chooses this option, the one that makes you proud, the one that sees uh, them putting their best foot forward and giving themselves an opportunity to make some money along the way, both from the battle's end, but also potentially in the ranks of the pros. Many of them have uh, seen their stock rise because of this effort, because of this turnaround, because of the uh, continued focus on getting better every day, which is what you hear coaches say, but sometimes it's just rhetoric. These guys have done that. And then I think from there – you, you think about the individual stories that Jordan Travis leading the way, but a lot of guys that you kind of thought, you know, I mean, I think Ryan out there, if you're listening, you wouldn't have thought Jerry and Jones would be out here picking off passes and making plays for this football team the way that he has and kind of changed our opinion of who he could be. Renardo Green changed our opinion of what he could possibly be. He went from being a guy that you kind of didn't want to ever see play to a guy that you think is all ACC now and is going to get drafted and maybe make a living in the NFL for a while. There, there are a lot of stories like that with these guys. So it's good. It's good. It's exciting. And then I think the same is true of all the transfer portal kids that – worked their way into this lineup seamlessly, and rather than there being some jealousy and some envy, uh, it has been one of continuity 
and uh, the, the guys that were recruited from the high school ranks have embraced those that came in and maybe started over them because of their attitudes as they came in and also the belief in something bigger at this program than you know their playing time. So that's been huge, absolutely huge. You're right, it will be a good senior day. A lot of times we kind of just don't even bother to think about it. This time around, I think we certainly will for all the reasons we just lay bare. Jeff Cameron Show 93.3, Real Talk Radio, and War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply hello there podcasters oh don't worry i won't prattle on for two minutes like i do with some of the other reads zaxby's doesn't demand it of me (laughs) Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty Zaxby's chicken sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a Beer Giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so, peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. The Jeff Cameron Show is a production of the Warchant.com Multimedia Network. Check out Warchant.com today for the latest news inside Florida State Athletics. That's Warchant.com. Now, back to Jeff on Real Talk 93.3. Let me tell you about a place somewhere up in New York way. Hey, man, can you believe we actually have a really good NFL football game tonight on a Thursday? Here we go. Maybe a little gambling, a little booze. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know where your head's at on a Thursday, but we got a real football game tonight. Hallelujah. It's a good one. I'm going to NFL an NFL game with stakes on the line. Like serious and, uh... stakes, buddy. And your hero at quarterback tonight? There you go. That's as good as an NFL gets. You you can you can hero worship uh, starting around eight thirty tonight on Prime. Well, the problem is my hero last week pissed me off with those pair of interceptions against Houston, and I'm sitting there yelling at him, Joe. This is not what our pimpness does. No. Meanwhile, your new hero looked very good. He might be taking the mantle from Burrow. Well, I, I've said all year long, there's a little something different about what that kid is as a rookie. It's something to behold. Um, I just laugh because I think big picture, when we talk about young quarterbacks in the league, of which there are a bevy 
and most of whom have not shown anything in the first three years. Think about where we are in the Mac Jones world right now. I mean, he can't play. Uh, you know, Obviously, the kid with the Jets can't play. I mean, look all over the league. There's a lot of guys you're like, eh, that's not trending well. That's not going the way we thought it was going to go. And then there's C.J. Stroud. You're like, holy moly. So all those execs, with all the work that's been done, and now they're watching high-level, big-time throws and big-time games with stakes on the line, on the road, just pa-da, pa-da. You're like, oh, look at my man. Yeah, it, it goes to show you why Ohio State should have won on New Year's Eve last night. It was because of him. Last year? was the difference last year. Yeah. Yeah, they, they played the- They played so well in that game. Had it won. Had it won. He was yeah. a freak. But they didn't win. And now Georgia's on the cusp of winning three in a row. And in the modern world of college football, the poll era, hey now, it has never happened. Uh, did you know that primetime – and foreign games, so that is to say uh, games played in London or in Germany this year. Combine those two, look at the total of the game, 30-7 and seven to the under, 30-7 and seven to the under for primetime NFL games and games played on foreign soil. So there you go. There's a trend that's eight over 80%, well over 80%. Well, I talked about the under being uh, the byproduct of a lot of things over the last couple of years and sweeping picks against the under uh, or for the under have, have minetted you money. But poor quarterback play and then also what offensive linemen are coming out of college compared to what they used to be with the offenses that are run today really don't transition all that well. So you're seeing uh, a, a ton of this. Um, so it's 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 fascinating. Um, I, tonight's game, We yeah, we also get – do we get BC and uh, Pitt tonight too? So, you know, yeah. ACC action, mm. not the greatest action, but uh, a little bit of action. We'll, we'll, we'll watch it, I guess. Um, that's game tonight, plus three and a half. Would you take the Bengals at plus three and a half? Yes. Yeah, I would. I would. This is uh, That game's got a field goal written all over it. It's Thursday night. It's sloppy, low point totals. 23-20 is your final. Don't know who wins. Don't care. It's a cover. Yeah, take yeah. the three and a half. I was leaning in that direction, too. Uh, Joe says he doesn't understand how we're conceding our ranking to Washington. Who's we? I don't, I'm not on the committee. I think that's what's going to happen. I'm just telling you what I think that will happen. Shows the committee that we're okay. If we're left behind, who, who is, who in the committee is listening to the Jeff Cameron show? Um, and by the way, we have no say in the rankings other than going out and playing and winning our game. So if Florida state goes out and wins the game, which they will against North Alabama, they're not conceding anything. It's just what's going to happen. The level If Washington beats Oregon State, another ranked opponent, and Florida State beats Northern Alabama, uh, yeah, Washington is going to move in front of Florida State. I think from a strength of record standpoint, they already should have. Yeah, but, they, but here's oh. the thing, Joe, it doesn't matter. It doesn't make any difference. Florida State's going to the playoff if they went out, 100%. If – Washington does not pass Florida State this week. They never will, you know, with a win, assuming they win. If they if they don't pass Florida State this week, they never will. There's nothing There's nothing left beyond well, the would, eye test. Yeah, they'd have to win the Pac-12 championship and beat Oregon to do it. And if they did that, I would think they would have. I mean, how could they not? Well, you could be playing a top 10 Louisville <laughs> team. <and they're, laughs> I mean, it's an eye test thing. At that point, the resumes would be so stark between the two. The resumes would be so stark yeah, yeah, that you would have to say it's the eye test. And so, therefore, they're applying that just the same way that they apply the top three to a different level 
than Florida State at number four in their initial rankings. If they were, if they included Florida State within the scope, Florida State would have been number two or number three in the initial release of the rankings. There's no doubt about it. But they decided that there was a tier that they were going to cut off based upon what they saw with their own eyes. And I think that's the that's the principal reason Florida State is ahead of Washington right now. Yeah, I think it's a made-for-TV extravaganza. They've sold for advertising, and they have to have talking points, so they just decide these are the talking points. Um, I don't even know that anybody feels with any conviction any of these things. They're just kind of like, well, what do we? how do we manipulate the conversation this week? Well, we could put this team in front of this team and leave this team out. Well, that sounds good. I'll piss off a meaningful fan base. They'll make a lot of noise, and then I'll draw attention. What do we do next week? Well, it'll be fun. Why don't we change it? Why don't we change the criteria, and we'll do it this way? This time we'll put a focus on this. What about this? Well, remember, guys, we did use body clock one year. I mean, we can make it up as we go along. We don't really have to do anything. It's a made-for-TV special. Just get somebody, give Kirk an extra $10,000 to say that a two-loss team is going to pass an undefeated team. But he doesn't want to do that. He knows that makes him sound terrible. Well, but just give him some money. He'll do it. I mean, we do pay him. He'll do it. Well, okay. Kirk, will you do it for ten grand? No. I have my principles. Well, what about 50? Okay, I'll say. What do you want me to say? Two loss so-and-so is going to get in over. Okay, I'll say it. You know what? Reese, what, you it, need to say this. Okay, I'll, I'll say it. I'll say it. That's just what happens. What's really Kinda. interesting is, and we're, we're not talking about this as it pertains to the Pac-12, but what if Oregon State won out? What if Oregon State beat Washington this weekend and beat Oregon next weekend? Mm. I mean, that's not out of the realm of well, possibility. Well, then nobody from the Pac-12 is going to the playoff is, what, is yeah. what happens. You'd get Washington and Oregon State in a rematch for the Pac-12 title. I mean, they have it before them. Oregon State's not bad. They're number 10 in the country, and I think they'd be a lot higher if they didn't have two losses. They'd certainly have jumped uh, Louisville. They'd be, they'd be ahead of Louisville. But, so, they, but they do have two losses, so nobody from the Pac-12 would be going to the playoff. Oh, agreed. I'm not painting the picture that they'd be in the final four. I'm just saying Oregon State's got a lot to say about how this all shakes out over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, they do. If I'm the if I was the Beavers athletic director before the season, I'd say, whoa, whoa, Washington, Oregon to finish the season. Thanks a heap. Thanks a heap, guys. But now they are one of the most important teams in the last couple of weeks in all of college football. It'll be a fun game. That game between them and Washington feels uh, very coin flippy and uh, and well worth worth a watch. I mean, that that's a, a good football game. And if if Washington gets that win, um, you know that'll be impressive for the for the schedule that they've had as of late, especially coming out of those two games where they didn't look good. Uh, it would speak to clearly uh, Penix being hurt and then not being hurt now. Um, they're playing much much better, and he's moving the ball the way he was earlier in the season. Um, it's it's um. It's not something to get uptight about. They they want you to. They do a good job of manipulating and shifting the talking points. Uh, it is a it, it's a never ending uh, shift from team to team as to what it is that they're concentrating on, um, and then we just go from there. You know, but I I know this from where Florida State sits currently. If they win out, they're going. They'll they'll make it into. Uh, the the postseason as a four seed or a three seed, and here we go. It's just a matter of whether or not you're going to New Orleans or you're going to California. So let's roll. I found it fascinating. Last night, the uh, the interactive hour closed out with a question, and I saw Tony said he enjoyed it. Glad you enjoyed it. A lot of people showed up last night for the interactive hour. A lot. It was fun. So, it was uh, good. Yeah. Join us two Wednesday nights from now. We won't be doing it for Thanksgiving week. Um, but when I asked you what percentage chance you think. 
Uh, it is that Florida State will be 12 and 0. That you know, we know what this weekend is. So essentially, it's do we beat Florida? And he said 75. percent I thought that was low. I thought I'm fascinated that you give Florida one chance in four to beat us in two weeks' time. That's that's a significant chance of an upset. Yeah, it's a 25 percent chance, and I said that because I think that um, Florida will play with everything they've got at home at night. That is a very real environment. We know that we've been there many times. They have an offense. Uh, it's not a it's not a juggernaut. It's not bad. Uh, they've got some weapons. We saw a beleaguered Florida team a year ago come in here with half their weapons, one guy to throw to, and an inaccurate quarterback throwing to him, and uh, light us up. And it took uh, Jordan Travis miracle works for us to win the football game. Uh, It's a little bit about them and a little bit about us, Tom. I think we're very, very, very good and worthy at this point if we went out of going to the college football playoff. I just don't think we're a dominant team. And so until we are, I think that you see games where you say, look, we'll win. I like us to win, but I just don't know that we're going to dominate. And I felt last week like Florida State would win, maybe even win comfortably. I did have us covering. We didn't cover, but we both described scenarios where we thought it could get clunky. And for a chunk of this game, it was. You know, it was. They just don't have a dominant offensive line. And if you don't have a dominant offensive line, you can keep people in games. And then you add into the mix that Florida State's been so dinged. So you've had injuries coupled with an offensive line that I think is average at best. And that will keep teams that have a pulse in a football game. Doesn't mean I think we're going to lose. Just means I think the other teams have a shot to be in the game late. So I looked up some stats for this week's third and lang because, I mean, you're not going to do North Alabama. I can't even find stuff for that. I was really. going to say, how would you go about doing that? I, you know, maybe for fun one year you can bet me to do it, but I, I, I'm not going to. So I, what I did was I looked at Florida State's identity on the premise that through 10 games you pretty much what you are what you are through 10 games. And there's no, there's no secret elixir coming you know, the tendencies are going to bear out the ebbs and the flows in the season. The sample size is large enough. And what was interesting, what I found was that Florida State's run stuff rate, as in the ones that our offensive line allows, is about the same as last year. And the amount of times we get hit at or be behind the line of scrimmage. Remember, there was a stat, uh, I think, nearly 10 years ago with Dalvin Cook, where it was ridiculous how many times he got hit behind oh, the line of scrimmage. Oh, it was nuts, yeah. And he would average like four yards per carry on those plays, which was nuts. It's about the same. So the traffic and the issues that we have, getting to the line of scrimmage harm-free and then also getting stuffed are about the same as last year. This year's offensive line is about the same. The difference, the number one difference between last year's running game and this year's running game is explosiveness. Mm -hmm. According to Sports Info Solutions, we were the number one team in Power 5 for boom percentage, which is another way of saying explosive plays. We're in the bottom 25 this year in Power 5. So we're... We're almost the same offensive line when you're just looking at the ground and the success rate and that kind of stuff about consistency of gaining three yards or four yards at a time. It's just we do not hit home runs at the level we did last year. Yeah, and I'm sure you looked at every possible number you could and you noted that for Florida State, if it's you know EPA and all those other numbers that we like to look at, success rate, you know, they're 60-something, they're 70-something. The last I checked, they were – you know, they're, they're not – they're not overly successful rushing the football. Um, and, and and you can largely remove Jordan Travis from the equa- equ- equation, excuse me, because he doesn't run. Yeah. So 
if he's not going to run, you're not going to have open running lanes nor explosive plays because he was responsible for some of those explosive plays. Well, yeah, there's a couple of things going on. In non-garbage time, we're throwing more, which makes sense because that's the strength of the team. Uh, we don't throw it as down, downfield as much. The whole part, the point of the piece is who the hell is the offense? Like, what's the identity of it? We've been asking that question. They're a, a passing lot. team is what they are. They're a passing team, but they don't fire the ball down the field as much as one would think with the weapons that they have. They're more underneath than they were last year. They're firing passes 10 yards or closer to the line of scrimmage, including screens and stuff, uh, about 5% more than they did last year. I think some and, of that, Tom, real quick, and I want you to expound on that, but I, I think some of that is they figured out early on this year when they were taking all those shots just how futile some of that really was. Yeah, well, uh, I think – Clemson is an outlier. The pit situation is as well because of injuries. Right. Most teams kept it in front of them. Most teams kept it in front. Like Duke, they were playing back. They were not going to let you go one-on-one with our receivers downfield. Correct. So some of it is the ebbs and flows of how a team plays you, and it dictates the choices you can make. But another part of it is if you think we're throwing screens more, you're correct. Last year's screens were 17.3% of the offense. They're 22% this year, and I'll bet you, Bottom dollar that in the last month, that's got to be over a quarter of the time. It's been a lot the last oh, month. Oh, buddy, they went crazy on the screen starting a few weeks ago. And again, I think the offensive line's gotten worse as the year has gone on, Tom. So some of those percentages are skewed because they were more successful early than now. I, I, I think they really have been beat up. I mean, we've seen that. And they don't have their horses, and some of the horses they're playing are not healthy at all. And so teams have decided, look, I won't give up a big play, but we can win on the line of scrimmage against you guys. And so Mike's had to go to the screens to get them to settle back and to loosen things up a little bit. Um, I do think if Jordan if, – if they have gone well out of their way to ensure that Jordan make it this far into the season. And I think it's a smart move because ultimately style points aren't going to matter if you can't get to the end of the season – and have a chance at winning the conference and going to the playoff. And so they've reached this place now. So if you ask yourself what will change in the postseason, well, you start there because you're not going to run traditionally against any of the teams that are about to make the playoffs. You are going to have to run Jordan Travis. But why wouldn't you now? You've got nothing to lose. There is no tomorrow, to quote Rocky. This is it. You got to win. You got this is it's win or go home is where we are now. So I'm not saying this Saturday, but I'm saying, you know, the ACC championship game, if you have to do it, you got to do it. The college football playoff, well, that obviously goes without saying. Yeah. Yeah. I just, and that's going to be the way it plays out too, because you saw they felt they needed to in the fourth quarter of the Duke game, and it changed everything about the explosiveness of what we were. I just thought, based on what I saw, that we would see a higher stuff rate and a higher rate of contact before and at the line of scrimmage than last year because it just feels that way. Um, but sometimes feelings aren't aren't the reality of it. It's it's just that we hit a hell of a lot more home runs and we were more explosive. Now we're starting to do that a little bit here recently again too. So I don't, North Alabama will drive those numbers up a little bit. The Florida game will be an interesting test. The quarterback run is what they're giving up more so than you know say a, a Trey Benson type home run. Uh, if Jordan decides to run against Florida, I think he'll be very successful given what Florida's done this year, which is not a whole lot against the quarterback run. But it's it's just fascinating to me how a couple of big plays can change the scope of how everything is perceived because last year's O-line really was about the same if you're talking down for down. What bothers you about Florida State in the game against Florida is that if they are again going to choose not to run Jordan, 
suddenly a sieve-like Florida defense that's had a real hard time will look a lot better against us than they have against Arkansas or obviously what we just saw against LSU, and we will be very frustrated again, but it will be very predictable. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com, FSUHomeLoans.com. Hey, I got good news for you. Some of you are thinking, what do I get? What do I get the Knoll fan in my life? What do I do for Christmas for the Knoll fan in my life? And if you go in the coming days to thebattlesend.com, they've got options coming in waves. I cursed Ingram earlier this week. When I found out, Tom, that they've got the white quarter zip coming. Oh. You know, the garnet one that we have all purchased. Classy. I wear that thing, and I feel like a million bucks. And I look so damn good in it. It's just, you can't help it. But I thought, I'm going to have to purchase. Because Ingram, he won't let me get it for free as a valued spokesman for all things Florida State an interest in Florida State. He's going to make me pay full price for the white quarter zip. I resent that a little bit, but I'll do it because I have the money. But also, not just the money, the class, and the support that I want to show for our beloved Knowles and the entity that is the Battles in that is allowing us to win a lot of football games. And I like winning football games. Some people have a casual interest in winning football games, I'm a bit of an ass about it. I'm insistent that we win football games. And if me ponying up to buy the white quarter zip to match the garnet quarter zip that I already have from the Battles Inn is going to help us win more football games and flip big-time recruits, not saying we do that, that's against the rules, but, you know, we're adults in the room here. If that's going to help, then I'm going to buy the white quarter zip, amongst other things. I was told that there's going to be perhaps an autographed photo of Keon Coleman wearing a Santa hat with a red bag of goodies. How hilarious is that? I might purchase that for my son. I might turn around and say, not only do I want that, I want trading cards. I want Florida State trading cards that bring me back to my youth like I did when I purchased baseball cards, which I did from Tops for years and years and years. And I'm told that these trading cards are on the way, ladies and gentlemen, that soon you could buy trading cards from yesteryear. So, like, I could open up a pack, and there is Todd Rebel. There is Sean Key. There is, can you imagine all of these players from a bygone era? that were key contributors to Florida State's dominant run. Perhaps I could find that at thebattlesin.com amongst other places. So 
uh, on the website, of course. I'm saying that it's not all in one place. There'll be lots of places. They're going to tell you all about the things they have for the knoll in your life. So there you go. Interesting. It sounds like you've done copious research on on these availabilities. Well, um, I called and said I wanted something for free, and he said no, and then that forced me to go to the website. There you go. Yeah. The uh, the other thing is, I know they got to deal with a tequila company out there too. That I'm interested so, in. That is also now. There's a good holiday gift. Get people booze. It's the simplest thing in the world to get for people. You know, you get them a booze gift card or an actual bottle of booze. But then the proceeds go to the TBE, so that's also another option. So yeah, get some, get them some tequila. You know, maybe the I know that that's what uh, you were reached out to during the smash on Sunday when um, Ira killed the rest of the Don Julio. He did in what was a tremendous, tremendous live on-air shot. So do we have that video clip that we could run on the air here? I think it's out there. It's on the interwebs. I, Matthew's going to find it in a moment. Uh, it is. It's all time good listening to Ira. Go, ooh, <laughs> we're struggling with the Don Julio. <laughs> oh, good times, good times. We'll get it. We'll play it for you. It'll be in the next hour. Only if you order to have that played. I'm not I'm not doing that to the managing editor without you directly ordering me to, to yeah, play no, that. I, I want it played, and he will understand. It is hilarious. It is um, – you know, it's just funny. It's just funny to listen, to watch him. And he did it, like, gleefully. One thing I love about Ira, and I love a lot of things about Ira, but one of the things that I really like is when I say, you know, when, when, the, when the audience asks him to take a shot or challenges him to take a shot if Florida State achieves a certain level of greatness, gets another win, whatever it might be, if he says yes to the challenge, it's not a half-ass shot, Tom. You ever notice that is a man shot that he takes. Like, he could take a much smaller shot. Nobody would shame him. He takes a shot for the ages. Like, he's getting ready to start a night. Like, a night. It's um, it's a tube. It's not a shot glass. It's like a, it's a tube. And, and you know, we saw that he was running low. I think that's only about six of those tubes. So maybe it really is just from the smash. You know, you run out of a bottle if you <laughs> – if you wolf it down in those amounts, it, it is highly, highly impressive. Highly impressive, yeah. So I went uh, – this is the other thing that's pretty funny. You know they have a Battles in uh, AirPod case? Did you realize that? Oh. Yeah, so like if you if you wear AirPods or whatever, as the kids all do today, wear it even when they're talking to you and you want to slap their face, um, they have a cool little case for your AirPods. It's a Battles in one – just 17 bucks. You might as well get it. You could get the clear case for your phone that has the battle's end on it. You could get uh, a uh, pom-pom beanie, Tom. You can get a beanie with the battle's end logo on it. There's just so many things. What the hell's going on here? What, what is this? What is this rot? This catalog is, is, are, is there, is there a lot of traffic coming, you know, in that, in that realm? Is, is this what's going on here? I I think they recognize that people want to do what they can do to help out the program, and they're, they want to provide a variety of ways. Some people are like, all right, well, I don't know that I can afford the quarter zip. I just want the uh, AirPod case. I just want the sticker. I just want the wine opener. I did. They have a wine opener. They just, there you go. That's an elite crowd. Is it a corkscrew or is it one of those that like lifts and? No, I actually think it's one of the things that gives you uh, like the the grip that you need to. Okay. <laughs> pull, the, pull the thing out. 
Oh, Matthew found it. Here we go. Here's Ira taking a shot of the Don Julio as he promised he would do if Florida State got to 10-0, and I think is what, what it was. Listen in. Jimbo, this is for you, TVD. Mm. This is for you, UM. This is for you, Texas A&M fans. Mm. The last of the Don Julio. My man. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> look at that look on his face. He's dead sober here looking good. And then my man. Ooh. <laughs> oh boy. I can watch that over and over and over again. He tried to be tough with it at first, right? Just the way he's like, okay. And then, ooh. <laughs> I think that's the exact noise that Clemson fans made in overtime on third and a foot when they threw to the outside. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> that is not what we do. <laughs> I kept thinking about the video of the guy. I think um, – Oh, I don't remember who took that video. All I remember. <laughs> oh, Life spectator realizes he, yeah. he realizes what has happened. One more time. Can we get one more here? I can't oh. stop watching it. It is like He's three checked. shots worth. That was three shots worth. <laughs> oh, man. It's epic. I, th- I think I've got to give credit where credit's due. I think it was Brendan Sinone who took the video of the guy at the open-air press box, so he was vi- filming the student who's, like, beating his hat after that play in the Clemson game. Have you not seen it? You yeah. can reach out to him. You can reach out to him. It's it's hilarious. It's a, guy, it's, a four, it's a Clemson fan in shock of what's happening. Like, they thought for sure they were going to win the game. And my man sees the de- – so for the play happens before it that you're talking about, and it's this, are you effing kidding me? We just – now the game is on the line. Like, now there is no margin. This is this is it. We've got to convert. There's no guarantee we're going to convert here. And that play happens, and as soon as it's tipped, the guy's like – just starts beating his hat. Like <laughs> – that's that's like my man twelve years ago with Sean Powell. That's that's the kind of things I saw in the open air press box. Absolutely. Well, the guy with Sean Powell routinely hitting sixty five yard punts with ten second hang times, and that <laughs> final one where you hear him going, "Well, GD," well, and he but he had been building, and you'd heard him before. I'm like, man, that guy is not pleased because basically flipping field position, yes. He goes, all right, we got him, guys. We got him pinned back. You know, all right, here we go. All right. We're going to have the ball midfield. Worst case, our own 40. Mm-hmm. And then it's just bomb. And then he's like, all right. He's gauging the trajectory. <laughs> well, it's like no big deal. All right. Everybody gets lucky once. Good Dang, punt. You know, people, good punt. Yeah. They hit good punts against us. You know, a lot of times we're just unlucky this season. All right. Then the next one. All right. We did it again, guys. Good job. Good stop. Good stop. And he goes, well, damn it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and then again, and then again, and again. And it just, it's 58 in the air, 5.6 Oh, hang it time. was insane. Damn it. <laughs> Are you kidding me with this kid? 
Well, I think Florida State and Miami fans alike this past Saturday were yelling at each other after their other teams t- punted. Every time the Miami kid punted, I was like, sweet Jesus. And then we would return the favor and get you a little bit of something like that. That kid is hitting like a sidewinder flop shot that rolls forward for 25 yards it, twice in the game. Ridiculous. It was, he was good at it, though. I had to, I'm like, you son of a bitch, touche. And then we'd come right back and do the same. Hour number two, forthcoming. Stay with Jeff Cameron, show 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. 